The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And welcome to Mix Shots, presented by Miller Lite, the only <laughs> beer of the Cowboys. It's right. Miller time. It's Mickey time. <laughs> and here we are the Monday after. All back together again. The Monday after what? We must win. We will win. Win is the name of the game. Where were you? 35 years ago last night. What the hell happened 35 years ago? <laughs> you got a new just told you. owner and head coach. February 25th, 1989. That, that would say that's telling me, Chris, but I don't know what the hell he's talking February about. February 25th, 1989, Everson Walls, your life changed. Well, it was about... Oh, you okay, if that's the case, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> if I know what it is now, you're right. There you go. Yeah, For the good, though. For the good, though, eventually. Yeah, I, I was mm-hmm. sitting in the uh, press conference, and yourself, where were you? I was in San Antonio, actually, working in San Antonio. I didn't come here until 1990. So they didn't ship you here? For in Savannah, Hugh Muller, where were you? <laughs> oh, there you guys. A figment of her parents' imagination. They might have even been her parents yet. Yes, whenever – in fact, I did not uh, realize it was February 25th until I looked at my watch and I saw it's the 25th. This is Jerry Day. <laughs> so – Jerry bought the Cowboys uh, 35 years ago yesterday. It was also Frank Lux's birthday. Uh, was it really? Yeah. To, and his his which was a Saturday, so his birthday party got destroyed uh, on a Saturday it, night at Valley it Ridge. Did. Although we did uh, after everybody finished their stories, we reconvened in Tech Shram's office, and you know the the weird part about the press conference. Did you happen to listen to it, Everson? I did not. It was, it was, no, I don't think it was live. It, 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 I think it was, car- well, I was in San Antonio, but I assume it was carried, carried live, live by the local TV you stations so. here. Yeah, so it was, was a real. That monumental a moment. It was a real weird thing because on one hand you had the Jones family kind of celebrating. It was mm-hmm. a big deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, although holding their breath because they just spent all their money to buy the Cowboys. And then next to it was Tech Shram, and it was like a funeral. Yes. Right? That the, I do remember. The 29 years uh, the, that this you know, organization had been under one basically roof. One and coach one for 29 coach, years. One president. And earlier and in the manager. evening, uh, Jerry had, or in the afternoon, Jerry had gone down to Austin to personally right. let Coach Landry know that he's no longer the coach of the Cowboys. And there were all these people in the organization that had been there for 29 years, so mm. that was not a celebration for them. No. And it was it was really a weird thing. And uh, I do remember Tex look, just looking like, he was not doing well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you if know. you think about it, he was in the main seat all the time. Mm-hmm. And when the press conference began, he didn't have a seat. 
he was standing up, mm -hmm. right? So uh, when we all finished 11, 11.30 writing or whatever, we ended up in Tex's office, and we were um, – he was at his desk. He only had a couple chairs. The rest of us were sitting on the floor, right? And uh, and Frank hadn't said anything yet. And then finally, uh, it was getting close to midnight. And he goes, well, I better get up, finish my birthday. My wife's waiting for me. And it was midnight. <laughs> she ain't waiting for you, buddy. Yeah, right. And I, right, I think your birthday yeah. just passed, buddy. So, I just remember... Um, you know, at the at the time, you know, the teams, um, as far as the players were concerned, uh, they were kind of at their wits' end as well. You know, just things weren't going well. Tom was trying to do his best, mm -hmm. you know, to salvage whatever talent we had left on Coming the team. Coming off a three and thirteen, three season. and thirteen season. Um, you know, when you, when you have things going like that, then the front office. You can see you can see it happening from from the top down. You know things were just going bad. They weren't making good decisions. We weren't playing well. Everything was obvious. They didn't put a good product on the field. Much as we tried to be competitive, you know you can. It's not what you. They don't want competitive here. That that didn't work for us. And you could just we as players we were like, you know they they have to go. You know, the the, mm -hmm. the the regime, you know, we were kind of like, hey, that's just the way it goes. Players get cut all the time, even though it, it, as unique as this was, we were thinking it's time. We were thinking it's time. But a lot of players don't ever realize when it's time for them, then it's also going to be time for some of us for as you, well. You, yeah. can, you yes. can put it in today's terms, probably what was going on in the last couple of years in New England with mm -hmm. Bill Belichick, yeah. where, okay, it's time. Yeah. Something, so how did you find out? Uh, you know, it was all over the news. It was all over. Yeah, that's how you found out. It was somebody saw it somewhere, somewhere else, and they, they y'all kept the media. And the kept story had been broken a, a day or two before. Um, and in fact, it was Tom Murray at Channel Five who broke the story on this. Uh, Jerry Jones from Arkansas is going to mm -hmm. buy the Cowboys, and everybody and then, was like, "Oh wait, who's this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> and, Panic. And then, of course, Jerry and Jimmy had. Um, uh, dinner at Mia's. Yep. And Ivan Mazel just from the Dallas Morning News just happened to be dining at Mia's that same night and knew uh, Jimmy from, didn't know who that was, with Jimmy probably, uh, but uh, from covering college football. And then he called down to the Dallas Morning News and said, get me a photographer. Mm -hmm. And it was in the front page of the Dallas Morning News that morning. A you think he had to Jimmy go to a Jerry. He had to go to a pay phone or yeah, Mia's yeah. let him use the <laughs> phone in the restaurant <laughs> to make that phone call. Could, now you can just get your phone out and take the picture yeah, yourself. Exactly. Well, we sound, every time we do this, we sound so old. Like, every time we do like, damn, we Experienced. were ancient. We yeah. were ancient, bro. Experienced. So that's what you missed, Savannah, <laughs> yes, 35 I, years ago. I know, and last now night. I know the story. Uh-huh. That's right. It was kind of, you know, like I said, when he first came in, you remember the excitement? I mean, it was just you know, it passed. What? It was past all of the, you know, cursing out the 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 kicker, kicker and all of that. Way past all of that, we got into preseason. Where everything was like very exciting. We were like three New and, and one. Exciting. We were yeah. three and one in preseason. Oh, but but the but initially, <laughs> and it was like whoa, we're gonna. <laughs> 
Hey, thank God Jerry and Jimmy are here. But initially, <laughs> the fan base was a lot of the fan base was in shock. Mm-hmm. In fact, my no pissed my, off. My, well, my that no was doubt. my sister. No doubt, it was a longtime Cowboys fan. I remember getting a call from her, and she's, "I'm never gonna be a fan of that team again." They and let it was go, because Tom of, Landry. It was because of Tom. Yeah, There's, that's right. No one wanted Tom to go. But and then she was front row and center when they were in, in the Super Bowl. And, and just, just, <laughs> just, just, that's right. Well, yeah, because just to be honest, uh, the players, they were not as heartbroken yeah, as the fans right. at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could kind of, you know, he's human. I mean, he was, what could he do with us? We weren't that talented. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, you want to make make miracles. And, you know, you like, <laughs> like Ron Springs used to say, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken crap. So uh, that's what he was trying to do the entire time, and, and he just couldn't do it. Couldn't well, do it. and, you know, as truth be known, um, it, in that Super Bowl that year, so it was the 88 season, 89 Super Bowl, it was in Miami, um, uh, guest in the Cowboys suite at the Super Bowl was Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Gil Brandt invited him because mm-hmm. Gil had all the connections with all the college coaches and everything. So, Which I was don't, Gil that contemplating was a, that uh, if well, a move is made, despite the owners, you know, for, even if Bum Bright's still the owner, right? Uh, that if a move is made on Landry, that Jimmy would be a candidate. I, I don't know if it was coincidence yeah. or not. <laughs> it was an odd time for Gil as well. Oh yeah, time. a lot of crazy stuff was going on with him. It was a tough time for him. Well, that time. and they kept him around through the draft and then he, he wouldn't leave he too had to go <laughs> he wouldn't leave when you say it right Spags. Uh, he, he would not leave he was capped out <laughs> uh, it took him a while to leave his office when i say a while about a week so um, well he had to collect all his stuff yeah I, okay. I could i well to continue wrap up my story on my sister calling i said well you may be mad right now, but they're about to get Troy Aikman at quarterback, uh-huh. and this team is about to get really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, we end up – it wasn't just Troy, but it was uh, – what's the other quarterback's Steve name? Walsh. Steve Walsh. Steve Walsh. And then the supplemental draft, yeah, the, like, which was you're trading away going? next year's one. And yeah, then they weird. got – but then they traded Steve Walsh and got multiple draft picks for him, too. I don't got know it all how back. they did that. Yeah, that's I right. no idea how they did that's that. That's right, yeah. That was my uh, – my answer to the Trey Lance question last week mm-hmm. it was like, well, we wasted a fourth-round pick on Trey Lance. And I said, well, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Guy hadn't even been to training camp or had uh, a practice with mm-hmm. the real team. Mm-hmm. I said, and what if he gets to preseason and he plays well and somebody gets a quarterback hurt and they go, oh, we'll give you a second for right. him. Yeah. Right. You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, February, you know, it's funny because when I saw it was February 25th, I'm going, why do I got to remember this date? <laughs> it was like, do I have a bill due that I got to pay? <laughs> right. And then it dawned on me. It's like, oh, it's Frank's birthday. <laughs> the late Frank Lux, the late by Frank the way. Lux. Uncle Frank. All right. Well, spinning it towards 2024, and we're spinning very closely towards the new year. We are two weeks away today. Two weeks away from the start of free agency and NFL teams convening today or yesterday in Indianapolis for the combine, which actually we don't 
look at it on TV on the NFL Network until later in the week. But uh, they, I think the linebackers are the first ones in today. They didn't and, care about showing the linebackers. Yeah, they don't. Workout. All the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah, by the time the the workout is the last thing they do, the position groups. And so yeah. the they're testing there for several starts, days. Is yep. it testing to yep. starts today? Yeah. So and we've already seen a couple quarterbacks not gonna throw, including the Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels. And Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way I am I am my football presence is just not there today <laughs> i just feel like it just feel like the football season was so long ago you need your big green yeah, notebook. i need a big oh, green oh, notebook oh they get gotten prep, bigger my yeah, prep, yeah, and it looks nice and look how empty it is right now it's gonna fill up combine one this is this is the Big green NFL draft scouting notebook, which I'm, I was at spring training last week. I was had baseball on my mind all week, and today I open up my big green notebook this and start it, huh? filling it in. Which, yeah. by the way, having said that, it was a really good story on Evan Carter last well, thank night. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And the Cowboys need to find some Evan Carters in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The star for the Texas Rangers at 21 years old got called up in September last year and had a parade in Elizabethton, Tennessee. I Same hometown as from. Jason Witten. Wow. I forgot about that uh-huh. part. Yep. So, two anyway. great athletes out of that little town. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, what was I can? Oh, and um, I saw Nate Newton got invited or in, in, uh, inducted into the Texas Black Hall of Fame yeah. this weekend. That's Texas amazing. Black Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. Texas sports, Black Sports, sports Hall, Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, he could maybe the other he's one not, too. Not, that's a big Texas black man right there. there you go. That's, that's not how it is. You got to, you got to, you know, Sports Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, Sports Hall of Fame. Good for okay, me. do I need to go to my to your Wikipedia page to see if you're already in the oh, Texas Black Sports yeah. Hall of Fame? Yeah, okay. Got matter of fact, I spoke for the class. So you are a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I'm several halls of fame. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I recall that was very cool for us because uh, uh, I spoke for the class, and part of the guys that went in was the, the uh, 1953 class from Prairie View A&M. Well, my dad was a part of that class. Wow! But he didn't finish. He didn't finish college. He had to come back home after being so cute with my mom. He had to come back home and raise a kid, right? <laughs> so, uh, but those were all his friends. And so, uh, yeah, I called him. Uh, he, could, he couldn't make it. He wasn't doing well. So I called him that night, and uh, all the guys, you know, said hi to him and everything like that. So was, that was very That's cool. So awesome. that Which, by the way, um, I don't think I mentioned it last week because we didn't have the show on Monday. We had it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's uh, why I missed it. I did, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I did something I hadn't done before. I went to the uh, Davy O'Brien Awards Banquet. Uh, Jaden Daniels, LSU coach, Uh, and they induct a legend every year also, and it was Danny White. Uh, Yeah, I saw that. I saw Uh, that. And so I had a good talk with Danny there. Uh, It was good to see him. He's got um, his his adult daughter, Heather uh, Kennedy. Um, They're working on a book, and he's got a book coming out in June. Um, Spotlights and Shadows. Mm-hmm. It's That's titled. Cool. Yeah, 
So got to talk to her about it. Sounds and, cryptic. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, they they induct a. It doesn't mean he had been a Davy O'Brien Award winner. That just somebody that had played well in college uh, and went on into the NFL. Yeah. You know, yeah. he in was, fact they didn't have a Davy O'Brien no, Award back say, when yeah. he, he started Arizona State. His '74 would have been his his draft class. So '71, '72, '73, and one years, of the things we years ago. Wow. If we think about it. Uh, the Arizona Republic, <laughs> the, the, the newspaper in Phoenix, uh, selected him as the uh, Arizona Athlete of the Century. Of the Century. Wow. You know, he went to Arizona State on a baseball scholarship okay. to play really? baseball for Bobby Winkles at Arizona State. Yeah. Yep. Remember Reggie Jackson played mm-hmm. at Arizona State? Mm-hmm. And so. And then ended up playing football. And he wound up playing Frank, football. Frank, Frank Cush, Cush? Yeah, Frank yeah, Cush Frank was the Cush. football coach. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, three time, won the Western Athletic Conference three years in a row. The whack. Won the Fiesta Bowl three years in a row. He, he, he left college. And I didn't know this till I kind of read his bio as the nation's leading career passer at that time mm-hmm. from for yards. Mm-hmm. So he was he was awfully good and then signed the personal services contract with Memphis of the D- World Football League. And the Cowboys just took a flyer on him because he had already done it. So they said, OK, we'll use a third round pick on him and see what happens. And see. Oh, I said the wor- Yeah. It was the WFL. Yeah, World Football League. Yeah. It's, it's so weird when you you hear of all the accolades that he has. Yeah. And when he came here, it didn't mean Jack, you know, because yeah. you got Roger Starback. He was the punter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just let you know when you, you can have all those accolades, but then when you get to the pros, you know, no one even thinks about that. All they know is he's the number two quarterback behind Roger Starback. And rarely had to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he punted. Got a Super Bowl ring. All-around athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. Baseball, football, and and a punter. A punter. Yeah. That's a lot of skill That's right there. That's a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. he was, no, right? I liked about, what I liked about him was he rarely punted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they had to look out for him. He would take off a lot. And that there were many games where that really helped us. You know, it really did help us out on that, that fourth down. He picks up that fourth down. We continue our drive. Yeah, he did that so many times. We don't punters don't they just don't do that now. Mm-hmm. Can they do that? Is that because of the rule? Is, is that what the way that they te- well nowadays punters don't they don't uh, fake the the punt and run as much oh. as Keep Danny did. Yeah. Danny did that a lot. They don't I mean, have Danny routine. White punting. That was routine. Well, now they got the the, the Aussies and the, the rugby guys coming in as uh-huh. kickers. And they can run the ball. Well, they used to. Yeah. Think, think about a, what a threat that is at punter when you've got a three-time All-American quarterback punting for you. It, well, it, it and was. the other thing that used to happen back then was the quick kick. Yeah. Like if you weren't getting yeah. anywhere right. and you were at third down. And you have a quarterback, quarterback that can do a quick that kick. Punt. Yeah, from the, sh- from the shotgun. So you <laughs> kick yeah. and the ball from will the roll forever. That's right. Forever, right? Uh Danny, funny story, he told me this long time ago. So when he became the starting quarterback in 80, he was still punting. Yeah. Uh, in 81, he yeah, was he still continued. punting, yeah. right? Yeah. And he'd go to Gill every year and say, you know, I'm <laughs> doing both. Don't you think I should get a raise? Gill goes, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to Tom. Well, I think 
three years after, yeah, yeah, I would talk to Tom, uh, Gil told him, you should go talk to Tom. Mm -hmm. oh so my he, gosh. he goes in and he goes, you know, coach, he goes, I'm the starting quarterback, but I'm still punting. And I was wondering, you know, maybe I can get paid a little bit more because I'm doing both. Mm -hmm. And he said, Tom looked at him and goes, well, Danny, you know, when I play, the more you could do to help the team, the better off the team was. And okay. he was like, what yeah. do I say? No, no, no. The, the, of course the, the, he's going to propose it like that. Well, yeah. No, no, yeah, because the BS coming from the coach's office right. was just thick all the time. Man. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to hear what he was going to say. Yeah, what else could I they say? Would, they would, and Tom would always say, oh, I don't know anything about contracts. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, Tom. You're, yeah, yeah, they're playing the was, card. Yeah. They played it so much, man. It was ridiculous. I was waiting to hear what he was going to say. Yeah. That's <laughs> he made him, yeah. He made him, left yeah. him speechless. Right. Like, I mean, well... <laughs> You know, what can you say? The, the yeah. conversations with Tom were so brief. I don't remember anyone really having a long conversation as far as player to coach with Tom Landry. The 84 season. Um, That's the first year we didn't make the playoffs. Right. And years. I think there was a – maybe there was a game after – I'm trying to remember why I, I had to call him at home after a game. And I think maybe it was before your final game. It was because we were already, we were already. You had done. a chance, yeah. But somebody won. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. Anyway, it was like, yeah. Here's the phone number. We set it up. So I called him at home. I had only been here three months, so I called him at home, and uh, he comes to the phone, and maybe we talked three minutes, <laughs> and I, and he answered the last question, which would have been the last question, and he goes. Okay, just like that. And it was like, <laughs> That's it. no, Tom, I've Tom, got another question. You know? Tony Dorsett says that when he says, okay, That's it's it. over. The That's conversation over. is yes. over. That's right. Yeah, he said that many times. <laughs> okay. I think I heard that interviewing him in training camp, as a matter of fact. And he would yeah. say, okay. okay. Yeah. Because okay. everyone wanted to do an expose on him. Uh -huh. And he's like, I don't have time for this, guys. Uh -huh. People yeah. didn't realize during the season um, he would do – a press conference after the game. On Tuesday, they would have their press conference, um, and he'd do the uh, print media and the television radio media separately, and they'd have lunch. We didn't talk to him again until Friday. After the last practice, as he was walking to the coach's locker room, that was it. That was the only opportunity you had yes. to talk to him? Yeah, unless you had something, you could call Barbara Anderson, remember she was his executive assistant, and say, hey, I got one question for Tom. And you could call and he would, she would get him on the phone. <laughs> but that was it. That was it. So when Jimmy got here, we got him every day, it mm -hmm. seemed like. He didn't know what the protocol was. Yeah, before. right. <laughs> All right. Uh, one other thing to wrap up the Danny White conversation. Can you name another punter in the National Football League who also was a quarterback and was a third round draft pick? He was a pro bowler at punter and a Super Bowl champion at punter and also played quarterback in the NFL, a third round draft pick just like Danny White was. You know, you didn't say a particular team. Yeah, I haven't. I, yeah. I got. Mm -hmm. I can give you hints, but <laughs> how about one? Never, he played. He played. He played. He played in real. college at Ohio State. Blank stares. Tom Tupa, 
Which the other I should have known that. Phoenix. Yeah. I should have known Dupa. that. Yeah. yeah. Won a Super Bowl. He was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers no. punter when they won the Super Bowl in 02 over the Raiders. And he was the Cardinals uh, punter and quarterback there, when me and Jimmy got into there it. There you go. Right? Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right. When we come back here on Mix Shots, it's Tales from Vale with Savannah Hugh Muller in just a moment. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. To mixed shots. K Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. In mixed shots, presented by <laughs> Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys continues now. Tastes great. What do you say? More fit. Less, less, filling. less filling. There you <laughs> go. More filling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to hear the tales from Vale. The as tales from Vale. Savannah was very excited coming in here because you just got back from Vale, Colorado. Is that right? Yes. And there I are went. cowboy stories from Vale. I have a cowboy story from Vale, Colorado. Mm. And mind you, I texted Mickey at the time too, so he's all aware of what's going on. You guys haven't heard this. Mm-hmm. But last Wednesday, I went to Vale with my dad and sister flew in went skiing for the day thursday skied for the day and then thursday afternoon my dad and sister and i we always go to this restaurant called the Vale chop house and there's this guy he's partially an owner of the restaurant he puts on a show at the restaurant he's like a one-man band i met that guy phil long <laughs> long time ago yeah phil long he's amazing one-man band keyboard guitar sings he takes all these requests and he just puts on a show for people for three hours so we go in we sit down at our reservation i'm sitting next to my dad and i look over and i'm like 
I'm pretty sure that's Brandon Aubrey. <sighs> and Brandon wow. Aubrey was there with his wife, his mom, and dad. And so I guess the dad also knows Phil Long, the singer. And so Phil eventually calls Brandon up to the stage and says, I want everyone in the restaurant to know <laughs> this man is the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. And not just the kicker for the Cowboys. Exactly. Jeez, just tells uh, the story of his time mm -hmm. in his first year in the NFL nice, nice. and how well he did for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And the whole restaurant gave him a big standing ovation. Nice. And everyone started coming up and taking pictures with them. And so obviously I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go say hi to Brandon. And I was like, okay, I'm obviously Savannah. I've, I've chatted with you in the locker room a few times, uh, work on the media side. And he was like, oh my gosh, it is so great to see you for the record. I am not skiing. <laughs> he was not skiing here. Oh. He was making sure he was just ah, having fun with this. Because he don't want you to go back. You're, you're in the boot. Right. You can't be in the boot. <laughs> I had heard before she let me know that he was in Vail going skiing. Uh -huh. And everybody in the scouting department was holding their breath. Right, right. Because they thought he was actually skiing. Oh, he was, funny. in fact, not skiing. He, he was there to, make to enjoy. Sure that you in, it told us yes. that he is not skiing. He was not skiing. Was he, he was... lying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Did you check for was poles and boots yes, and things exactly. like that? No, but it, it was uh, it was awesome to see That's him there. Cool. Yeah. Tales from Vale. I like that. So Man, we used to have like thirty plus off season basketball games That's right. back in the day. Nobody cared. Dorsett was with us. Oh, yeah. Best mm -hmm. player on the team. You guys used to travel all the all time, over the state, all over the right? state. Yeah, it's crazy. Now you can't even, you can, if you, what, Mahomes, didn't he like dunk a basketball one time or something and everybody had a, a fit? Because, like, what are you doing on the basketball? Yeah, court? like, what are you How about Micah yeah. at the NBA yeah. Celebrity Game? Oh, 37 I saw that. points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about dunking <laughs> a basketball. Yeah, he made that look easy, didn't uh -huh. he? That's crazy. What an athlete. That's ridiculous. So, do you think if he devoted time to basketball that he could play in the NBA? I think he could. Not necessarily on the offensive end. I didn't end. watch the celebrity game. I, I never watched him play basketball. I just heard the reports. He scored I'll 37 points when I saw the highlight of the His dunk. defense will probably put him on the, on the court. Uh -huh. His He'd defense be Marcus Smart. will put him on. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. he, will be, he will be on someone's team mm -hmm. because of his attitude. Yep. He'd probably fall out. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they would <laughs> use him for. I mean, he'd be that guy. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, since we went back, we also uh, should mention Golden Richards mm -hmm. passing away. Yes. Um, played with the Cowboys from 73 to 78. Um, he had got diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's di disease um, about five, ten years ago, mm -hmm. but he died of congestive heart failure in Murray, Utah. And that's where he was from, He's right? BYU Utah? guy. He was a BYU guy yeah. before he played in at Is he from Hawaii. Utah? I think he's from Utah. Yeah. yeah. Went to high school. It was, I think, close to. Well, I think mm. it was in Murray. That's mm -hmm. where he mm -hmm. ended up going back. What I didn't realize about him. So we all know about the touchdown catch in '78 from uh, Robert Newhouse. From Robert Newhouse, the the Super Bowl twelve, the '77 season, twenty nine yards. Uh, what I didn't realize is two seasons with the Cowboys, he averaged. 21.5 yards and 21.8 yards a catch, mm -hmm. a catch. Um, <clears throat> so 
he was uh, quite the deep threat uh, during his uh, career. That was when we signed uh, Doug Donnelly. Everybody had flashbacks. Mm-hmm. White Lightning. White Lightning. We were, we were pretty happy to have him because we just knew he was going to be another Golden Richards. Mike Renfro, too? No. Mm. Renfro, no. What, he wasn't a speed well, guy? Well, it, it wasn't the same uh, okay. number, first of all. Yeah, it was, Doug was 83. Okay, yeah, I so, got you. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what, I'm with it you. wasn't just because he was a white wide receiver. See, that, <laughs> so, so racist of you, man. Well, they're not supposed to be fast, are, right? Bro. That's not where we are, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Renfro. Is he in the White Hall of Fame? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Texas White Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, no, uh, Doug just had injury problems, but we, we had some high hopes for him. Renfro used to be fast. And he hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. Remember? Before his knee surgery, well, more than one knee surgery, he was pretty fast. It like runs his, in the family. His dad, his Ray Renfro, and then his, his son. His son, son yeah, right? Clint. His son was a hell of a player. Yeah. Hell of a Actually, I ran track at TCU. I, mm-hmm. I ran into both of them at the Davy O'Brien Award oh, yeah. dinner. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought we'd uh, point that out about Golden Richards. Mm-hmm. He had the greatest hair ever. Mm-hmm. The golden locks. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right. So what? Uh, what? Wow! Look at that legal pad. He has been filling up that legal He's pad. Been right. Yeah. While we've so been here. what's on Mickey's legal pad right mm-hmm. now? You want to do it now? We're looking at we the clock. We got no. Oh, we, we got, got time. We got Dude, this is not. This no so season. you're lucky we're here. The uh-huh. Cowboys got a huge benefit. No, we're talking salary cap from like the you, salary cap go. going up. Okay, tell us why. Uh, it was projected to go up to 242.5 million this year from 224.5 last year. But when it got solidified at the end of last week, it went it increased nearly 13 more million dollars than the projection. So it's now 255.4 million. Hmm. So at the time when the projection was 242, the Cowboys were somewhere around, I don't know, 16 million over the cap. Well, now, after the escalation, uh, when it comes to the top 51 players, and that's what the cap hits at on March 13th, uh, the Cowboys are really only about three and a half million over the cap Mm -hmm. so that's an easy adjustment that they can make initially uh and then you know the full cap doesn't hit until the first week of the season and you got to include all 53 players so for the top 51 they're within reasonable distance uh, to to make some adjustments to be able to not only get under but have money to spend in free agency. That's really good. And yeah. the draft. So uh, that was a huge benefit for the Cowboys uh, at that time. Uh, plus, they had uh, a ten million dollar rollover from money that was left over uh, this past season. So their total cap would have been two sixty six point two million um, when they rolled that in, but they've got fourteen point seven million in dead money, uh, and when it comes to that dead money, Zeke's still counting six million, 
and Tyron Smith will count another six million. So twelve of the fourteen million uh, is uh, dead money that was created uh, by those two. Okay. And Mickey <clears throat> takes a big old sip. <laughs> that was a lot to talk about. A lot of money. A lot of money conversation. Okay, then what was this about the uh, coming out of the pandemic and the makeup money uh, that is also applied to that for the money that where they had to cut back during the pandemic? There was also uh, an adjustment. An this adjustment. Year. This Most year. of this is because of the new TV contract. Mm. That's that was the the huge, huge uh, deal. So, um, you know, and so right now they've got to decide. I mean, their biggest decision is what to do with DAC, um, and everybody keeps pointing out the the cap hit is fifty nine point four million, but. His base salary is only $29 million. There's been mm-hmm. re, uh, restructure bonuses that you've got to account for. So they can reduce the $29 million by th- uh, <clears throat> giving him a restructure bonus because there's two dummy years, void years, uh, at the end of his contract. And they can get it down the cap hit to probably in the $40 million. So that would create almost, you know, 19 million more mm-hmm. or um, uh, of space. So, so just, just to give you an idea on the on the cap and where it's gone the last four years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was it the the uh, salary cap number in 2020 was 198.2 million. It after in because of COVID, it went down 16 million to 182.5 and 21. Went back up in 22 to 208 million, in 23 224 million, and now this time it basically doubled the increase of 30 million dollars to 255 million. And one of the reasons for that, as I answer my own question, Mm -hmm. the unprecedented $30 million increase per club in this year's salary cap is the result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by the clubs and deferred by the players during the pandemic. Interesting. All right. There you go. So they get a big bump. Uh, And Dak's not the only one. You know, I mean, it's the biggest one. But if you look at Zach Martin, because of restructure bonuses they've paid him, his cap hit is going to be 28.5 in the last year of his contract, by the way. He's got an $18 million base. Same with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, he's got a $20.4 million cap hit. His base salary is only 10 mm-hmm. But because they restructured and paid him bonus to lower his base salaries, mm-hmm. at some point the credit card comes due, right? Uh C.D. Lamb, they really need to sign him to a long-term deal. Uh, the fifth-year option they picked up is $17.9 million. Uh, and so if you sign him to an extension, a long-term deal, then you can reduce the cap hit for at least this year because they'll pay him a big signing bonus. And so you only need to give him the base salary, the minimum base salary. Uh, so they got some things that they can do to create money because um, otherwise, if they didn't get that hit, 
they were going to be in trouble in free agency. Here's an, here's another example of how well the league is doing right now. And Everson, this is for you. Mm. Okay, the salary cap number is two hundred fifty five point four million for players on their roster right now. But the each team is also getting an additional seventy four million dollars per club payment for player benefits, which includes performance based pay on, for current players. And benefits for retired players. Nice. You're a retired player, nice. so that affects you. Nice. Mm. I like that. So so when do we I, realize you, that? Do you, you have that? Go, go up to Jerry's <laughs> office. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual, the actual uh, player cost for 2024, $329 million per club. Or more than $10.5 billion league-wide. That's how successful this league is doing. Let's uh, kind of go back to the anniversary this year where we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Jerry would not have bought the Cowboys for $140 million that this league would be thriving as it is right now? Can you point Oh, that's a good point. To this this acquisition, can you point to Jerry infusing himself into the in NFL and the way and the, the NFL way started uh, re-approaching how they do business because of what Jerry uh, the did. owners as much as they talk trash I I know that secretly they're like he's good for the league mm. uh, great for the league by the way uh, you know Jerry's Jerry to me but when it's <laughs> I mean but re- really you can you can not feel a certain way about somebody but still give him some love when he came into the league everything changed I mean, the way that you, the owners acted, you know, right. I mean, even though he's still a bit over the top as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, he seemed to bring more interest to the league. And, of course, when the Cowboys started winning, that always brings more money to the league. But I think that, well, how many years ago today was it you said? 35. 35 years ago today, I think that all the NFL owners were better off when Jerry Jones came into the and NFL. Think about all the business part of it and that's what from, I mean. from marketing to mm-hmm. merchandising mm-hmm. to T V contracts. Even though he doesn't share, right? He still isn't that the way they have it? He doesn't share his some of it. Some of it. But it's still and shared. They, they were mad about that. I remember the owners were mad about that. But overall Like the Nike deal. Yeah. Exactly. And, and mine Pepsi you, too, right? The Nike deal was uh ninety five. When he and it was the Monday night opener, and he and Phil Knight walked out together. <laughs> right after the signing of Dion, or exactly. about the same time. Right. Dion was right after that. Because at first it was Reeboks, right? It was right after the signing of Kevin Smith. Right. And the then Dion and then was Dion signed and after Kevin went down in yeah, the season was, opener against the Giants. Whatever. It was yeah. Reebok at first, yeah. and then Nike, and then it was. Well, didn't didn't the, the soda? Didn't it, that have a, didn't it have a thing about the, the soda? Like oh, yeah, Pepsi and Pepsi Coke. Pepsi versus Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he went against the grain every time, right? And Miller Lite, this mm-hmm. portion of Big Shot. <laughs> there you go, Mel. <laughs> so, no, I just thought that was, you know, very interesting how, you know, once the, it wasn't just well, with him coming in and the Cowboys winning, then the, the NFL changed in the 1990s and they never looked back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sportico, they release a yearly uh report of all the sports franchises for value and so last week they actually came out with the results and 
now increased uh, Cowboys, they are at $9.2 billion worth in value. Uh, New York Giants. Quite a, quite a $140 million investment. Exactly. Giants came in at number two, uh, $7 billion, and the Rams at $6.9 really? billion for number three. The, uh, well, the stadium. The stadium. Yeah. 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 But Cowboys, 9.2 at the top. Mm-hmm. I thought wa- uh, Washington was in there uh, for, at, at one point. Let me look. I think they have. With the issues that they had. Right. Yeah. But before that, they were up there. They're, they're at number seven on this list at $6 okay. billion. There you go. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. We had another break. Yes, we do. Okay. We got one more break, and we continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back to mixed shots. Register now for the 2024 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes of all skill levels, ages 6 to 16, are invited to learn from the best this summer at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players, and dance camps are taught by the DCC Cowboys cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Register before May 17th to save $25. Visit DallasCowboys.com camps. Last week, in case you missed the show, Mix Shots, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> you had a special guest on the show, right? We did. How'd Former that go? Cowboys video director Robert Blackwell. He was Blackwell so great. Blackwell joined mm-hmm. Savannah and I. 
It was great. So you recommend that I go back and listen to it yeah. and watch it. He came okay. in, sat right there. That oh, okay. and okay, let him sit in my seat, huh? And tune into his podcast as well, Real R E E L Football Stories. Yeah, he told us all about his show that he does, all the old stories that how he has. Is, did he say how long he's been doing it? The podcast? Yes. I think a year and a half for like a year and a really? half. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. How long has he been retired now? Since 2020. Okay. 2020 was his last, last season. season. I think it was February of 21 he officially retired. So okay. he's one of the few people here that worked for every one of the um, coaches, owners, coach, head coach, yeah, and uh, GMs. So when did he start? 1983. Okay. Eighty one. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Because he was he was he was uh, an assistant before he became the video director. And then he was telling us, yeah, it was he forty seasons, and then he counted eight hundred and thirty five games that he has filmed. How many so. draft picks? Because <laughs> he was the guy that in we New talked York, about right? that. Yeah, yeah we talked Bill. about it. The draft card. I, I haven't. I, I'm. I'm being. Very transparent here. I have not listened. That's why I wanted to find out. Yes. I need to go you need watch to. the show. Yeah, okay. some pretty That's why I'm stories. asking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. What's next on Mickey's? Um, so, did they make the additions other than Mike Zimmer before you guys went wherever you went? <laughs> Well, let's let's pretend that we don't know. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't think we've talked since Zimmer came in. We talked Zim, right? I don't think we did. No, no. I think I think we. It was the week. It was two weeks ago. So yeah. I don't know. We talked about it though. Was it before our show? No. It happened after. So what do you think? What do you think about Mike Zimmer? I like it. I like. He's he's a hard ass. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. He's a hard ass and. You know, it did work well uh, with the players back then. Let's hope it works with the players now. Yes, they're, they're different now. When was the last time he was here? 2006. 2006 was his players last a lot, season. Players are a little different now. A little bit. You know, just like in school, students are different now. You know, you have to have you know more updated ways of motivating guys, and I'm hoping he can do it. Well, and let's make, you know, he... It's he's been coaching except for the last two years, mm-hmm. and he kind of explained the uh, idea that he was uh, Dion's consultant. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it's I'm, funny how, how something gets put on your Wikipedia page right. that you're this analyst and coach, like you're got your sleeves rolled up, and you're right, right alongside Dion at Jackson State coaching. And they were making Colorado. phone calls. Yeah, right. He's like." Golly, they're making phone calls to each other. It's like, like, it's he like never Jimmy went to it's Colorado. Like, it's like Jimmy's now on the advisory. Oh, that's board. right. How that's about that? True, yeah. I guess. Yes. Our people at, at Channel that. Eleven, their news producers. Oh, we gotta, we gotta do a story on that. Are, are you leading the sportscast? With no, Jerry just made a phone call to Jimmy, and Jimmy jokingly said, "I'm on his advisory board yeah. now." And now it becomes. A, <laughs> Headlines across the. No, Sometimes you got Jimmy it. is now working for the Cowboys. Right. Sometimes you that actually. Kind of good though. You got to hear is, it. Yeah. You got to hear it, mm-hmm. not read it. Right. Because when I he heard was, it, he, he was, was laughing. laughing when he said it. Yeah. So, uh, good they made up. Zim, Zim though. Um, so I called Campo, because Campo's the one that got him here. They, 
it's a it's a long involved story on how they, they met. Uh, but Mike and myself met 1979. He was his first coaching job out of college uh, at the University of Missouri, and he was a part-time assistant. Um, and a guy by the name of Mike Price, ring a bell, uh, was the Missouri quarterbacks coach and wide receivers coach when Zim was there, and he got hired as the head coach in 1980 at Weber State, and he brought Mike along as his uh, defensive back coach who ended up eight years later as his defensive coordinator. At Washington State. At, at Washington State. Uh, and Campo was out of work because he was working for Joe Avizano at Oregon State when they went undefeated, not undefeated, winless. winless. <laughs> and Campbell said, I just needed to find a job. <laughs> and so he ends up at Weber because he and Mike Price co- were assistant coaches at, at Washington together. So anyway, Campbell got to know Zim and... He said once uh, he kept trying to get Mike here, he would come and visit. Uh, and when Switzer became the head coach in 94, they talked him into hiring Zim as a defensive assistant, taking care of the secondary. And the rest was history for, what, 13, 13, 13 seasons? 13 years here. Yeah. Yeah. And my, might have been here. my ignorance, Mike Price. He was the uh, head coach at Washington State, then at UTEP, and then uh, you'll have to Google the rest. Why should I know him? Because he's a Missouri guy? No, he, he ended up at Washington. Washington as the let head me, coach? Let me look. Well, dang, you act like everybody knows he him. He ended <laughs> up. No. <laughs> he said it like, yeah, you know no. Mike Price. To no. Wikipedia we I th- go. I think, I've said, I think I have said <laughs> three times that he was at Washington, Washington State, State, not Washington. Okay. <laughs> he got hired as the head coach at Alabama. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's Remember where that? things went sideways. I do not. I'm sorry. Yeah, he didn't even coach a game. Right. Wow. Okay. It was off-the-field off incident off during the field. a brief oh, stint. That's why I said yeah. you can yes. Google that part. Yeah. Of it. Wikipedia uh, has it all. Yeah. Yeah. Up getting Rated R. Fired. Yeah. Rated R. Yes, I got you. Yeah, we'll anyway, <laughs> but that's how they got together. So I ended up There's calling thousands <laughs> of hits on Mike Price's uh, <laughs> name now. Uh, I, 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 I got I got to see one of them. I got to see one of them. Mick brought it up, okay? At Alabama. Yeah, Mick Nick brought it up. Well, last time I told that story, and I mentioned Mike Price, they uh-huh. go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. uh-huh. Then he wound up at UTEP. Anyway, mm. um, I, <laughs> called Campbell, to UTEP, I so. called Campbell. I called Campbell, you know, what, Boy, how must he— must have been egregious. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, to ask him about <laughs> Mike Price, I mean uh, about Mike Zimmer, okay. and he said, "Yeah, he goes, the good thing." Mike Zimmer? He oh, said, God. "The good thing about Zim is if mm. those guys need to be mf'd, he will mf." Yes, yes. But he'll also put his arm around the guy right. and take care of him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the players trust him. Yeah, and and it's not like you know he's going to be a teddy bear to him. He's really going to. You know, be hard. Tough love. But he, Tough as love. he pointed out in the press conference, he goes, but that's what players want. They want me to make them better, right? And he, right. he also even said in there, he said the, the 
players want to be coached and the best players really want to be coached. Yeah. And that's as true as it gets, you know? I agree with Derek They got to work with him, too. Woody couldn't say enough of good things about him. Mm-hmm. And even Dion. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, I mean, that tells you what Dion thought of yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he's his confidant. <clears throat> um I love Mike Zimmer uh, just his time in Minnesota because he drafted my guy, Daniil Hunter, <laughs> in the third round of the draft. Edge Rush. right. Yeah. And then they've also brought back Greg Ellis. Oh, that's nice. I saw that. He's going to be defensive mm-hmm. uh, assistant, l- defensive line assistant, but he told me when we ran into each other last week um, that he's going to concentrate on defense events. So... <laughs> Remember, I think that was Greg. He was standing outside the dorm, and he was about—he was checking in. He was bringing his stuff in, and he had the TV under his arm. I think it was Greg, and they talked. You know, so the you know he's checking in. So the media's all there. Cowboys come to training camp, and they interviewed Greg Ellis. Well, they interviewed him for about five minutes, and he never dropped the TV. And that was crazy. It was a big-ass TV. <laughs> he was, you remember seeing this on I, I, TV? On t- trust me, guys. It's out there. He held on to that TV the entire interview. And it was a big-ass TV. Like a 50-inch TV? Yes. Well, I, it was, you know, back in the day. So it, it wasn't one of these it's light like a, it's like a box. Yeah, they weren't like those one, kind. Yeah. No, this was the... These are the tube TVs. It, yeah, this yeah, was the big a, old... Yeah, and yeah. he was holding on to that So thing. his rookie year would have been 98. Yeah. And there were no it was before high definition television. <laughs> there was there <laughs> <Right>. were <laughs> no TVs in the dorms at Wichita okay. uh, at um, Midwestern. Okay, so you had to bring your own TV. He brought it in, and he 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 was he was holding, holding the entire great. interview. I think he may have started sweating a little bit, but well, <laughs> yeah, because it was five minutes. Hell. Yeah, because it was hot, but that, not because the TV was heavy though. Uh-huh. It wasn't because the TV was heavy. He right. just held on to it. And he was just talking, talking. Okay, guys, he was like kind of like Tom. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's where he made you, his first impression for you, man. This guy's this guy strong must as be an strong. ox. <laughs> oh, that, uh, they make different TVs now. In in, uh, <laughs> in 2000, so it was my first year, and I stayed at the dorm. Uh, at Midwestern State, I should have done that with my twelve pack of <laughs> Miller Lite Diet oh. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> because I moved into the dorm, makes a party guy. He's got the beer. I got the beer. Moved into the dorm, and I said, "Oh, I'll go back and get that next day or two days later." It was so hot oh. in Wichita Falls, it exploded mm. in the back of my car. Mm. All the cans mm. just exploded. Diet Coke all over the place. So the think guy. about what that does in your stomach. Where it- <laughs> oh, no. Yes, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. That's, oh, what, you, that's no. what he needs, damn it. That's exactly that's right. what he needs. It's, it's, that's it's why, a, that's why I'm, the Achilles went bad. I'm pretty sure it's bad. over it's 98 degrees in your stomach. So <laughs> That's why the Achilles right? went bad. That's yeah, but it was 120 in yeah. Wichita Falls. <laughs> that was a waste of time i thought what the whole story about <laughs> no no not the story. Oh, story excuse me bill didn't know that we were wasting your time no i just mean being out there it was too hot it was too hot to practice well no kidding yeah it was just too hot mm-hmm. i was out there on my 10 speed i almost died yeah i was I did was you take part in the hotter, was, hotter hill 100 heck no but okay. I, I i felt it because i i rode the highway from the from the uh, hotel to the practice field you did yeah yeah, I was with uh, Ducey. Oh, Channel yeah, Four. Ducey. Yeah. We Whatever were, happened to him? 
<laughs> Real funny. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you. Uh, um, you want to talk about the guys. other guys? Let's we'll circle up on that later. Yeah. <laughs> they also uh, hired uh, Paul Gunther, uh, the defensive run game coordinator. Jeff, and I don't know how to Scanina. Scanina, uh, defensive line coach, and they just hired Christian Garcia. As a defensive assistant, uh, you don't sound real fired control. up about these hires. Well, the, just the way you're expressing them, you're you don't have a lot of energy in your voice. You're uh, out of gas here, Mickey. So I, do I need to? Like, <laughs> Dang. Well, just so you know, uh, I I get paid by a certain guy who's standing outside. And he's like, we need to wrap this up. So Jerry's outside. No, not Jerry. <laughs> not Jerry. <laughs> Not but Chris. It, well, you know, Scotty's out there like, hey, come on. Let's, let's oh, because he needs you. For yeah, something. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's like, I don't think he's looking at me. Maybe trying to look at Bill. I don't know. We he's, get to go to noon, and it's noon. It is it noon. Is noon. It is high noon. noon. Here we are. It's, it's high noon and one minute after now. Okay, so fast forward a week, and Combine will be over next Monday. And so we'll have, oh, this big And that notebook's going to be filled be, up. Oh, it's yeah. so full. And the... Uh, Mick part of Mick Shots won't be here. Oh, what's up? What happened? Oh. I might just end up in Vail. You never hey, know. Hey, man, you never know. <laughs> Do your thing, baby. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. I like it. Y'all don't ask me questions. I'm not asking anymore. So we'll do and we'll do the, our combine show next it'll week. It'll be our combine week. show, and it'll be Great. also be our NFL free agency preview. So we're going the free to agency rely. starts the following Monday. We're going to rely on that book a lot okay. next, next week. Then. Look I, out. I got my homework assignment. That, that, that green notebook used to look like my notes I took in American history in college, right? <laughs> Little now it's flimsy. Fancy. Yeah, I got a big old That's binder nice, now and everything. Yeah, he finally got a binder. He finally got a binder after all these years. That's right. I think he liked that look. I think it made him look like he was doing more than he really but was. But why green? Why can't we have a blue? I do. Once upon a time, about 15 years ago, I had a, for some reason, it was a green notebook. And someone said, hey, you ought to start marketing this as uh, your big green notebook. And so I wanted to go to the big green egg company and get a sponsorship, which never happened. Mm-hmm. But I just have kept it in hopes that one day big, it'll be the big green egg <laughs> and I'll make some money off this. Anyway, no, that is not happening. Yeah. No. That still doesn't really answer the question, does it? I mean, how the hell? I, mean, I don't know. I just happened to be green one like, year. Yeah. So I'll always Pick green. The, color. Maybe the color green means something, right? Yeah. Renewal. I don't know. Knowledge. Yeah, that's right. Right. Spring knowledge. is sprung. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It's the color of spring. Mm-hmm. It's the color of money. The green book. Yeah. All right. We're out of time. We're past out, out of time here yeah. on Mix Shots presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time again next Monday at 11 a.m. on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!